and thanks for joining us for another episode of On the Spot. My name is Nathan. I'm one of the pastors at Parkview, and I am joined by my good friend Chad Negley. Um, he is trying not to laugh right now for some reason. Evidently, <laughs> I gave him a funny true. look. It's true. It's true, dude. It's so good to be with you, man. It's good to be with you too. Yeah, and uh, for those of you listening, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're here at CTO Enterprises. Uh, we're interviewing a good friend of ours, Trevor Olson. He owns a company here in Mokina, Illinois. And uh, it's a wonderful conversation about how he takes his relationship with God and how he runs a company and, you know, brings it all together. It's a, it's a wonderful conversation. Yeah, it's good stuff. And we are sitting in their conference room um, next to the oven where they make turkey yes, for their turkey. staff once yeah, a year. So, you know, year. it's a good place to work. I think he's looking for some new employees. So, yeah. you know, if you want to apply. Anyway, we'll talk yeah. about that later. Yeah. Um, also, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast, rate it, and leave a review. When you do those things, it actually helps us spread the word about the podcast all over the place. Please yeah. do that. And, you know, during the conversation, if some of the stuff we're talking about uh, maybe stirs some curiosity for you, you've got some questions, we would love to connect with you. You can email us at onthespot at parkviewchurch.com. On the spot at parkviewchurch.com. There we go. Glad you guys are here. Enjoy the interview. Trevor, it's so good to be with you today, Chad, man. thanks for being here. Yeah. Love having you guys here. Yeah. It's an honor. Nathan and I are really glad we're here at CTO Enterprises. Uh, Not just at CTO Enterprises, though. We are in the staff break room. Yeah. Is that right? In the conference room. Conference this is where room. all the uh, magic happens. This is where the magic happens. Yeah, uh, we, don't, we can't talk about that on the podcast. But uh, <laughs> no. there's, a, there's a stove and a yeah. fridge and a yeah. microwave. We could live here. All kinds of I stuff. I could live at CTO Enterprises. And thanks for yeah. making some of the production out here before you got here. That was yeah. part of the deal. Yeah, Help yeah, us with production. yeah. I'm a little sweaty. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Let's and move the, on. And the smell in the, in the, in the room was fantastic. Good PVC. So it smells oh, like yeah. new car. New oh, car it's wonderful. Smell. Well, yeah, production. Talk about the mm-hmm. things that CTO Enterprises produces. Well, we make right a lot of uh, flexible plastic tank liners for water storage and... Um, plating shops and uh, all kinds of custom solutions. You guys saw a bunch of w- unique, weird things out there today. That's you never cool. know what you're going to get. Uh, changes every day. Sure. That's pretty which cool. Which makes uh, yeah, you, interesting. Yeah, you, you introduced us to a breathing bag. Close. Breather bag. Yep. Breather, breather bag. Breather what bag. Is, what is a breather bag it's for those of us who have never... Unique hey. product. Uh, for <laughs> Don't dairy. Google it right now. <laughs> Just listen to Trevor's description. <laughs> dairy farmers need this. Okay. Yeah. And it uh, stores their... Uh, the feed for the cows so they can produce good milk and they need bags in there really at the top of these big blue silos there you, go. you would never would have known that and and we're, we're and one of three in the north america that makes this product so we're very proud soon of that. to be one of two right one of two yep yeah. we're consolidating going for the domination of north america the total world right. domination of the breeding bag market <laughs> we're we're heading towards that's our goal i love it, I love it. chad you got anything you want to ask trevor before yeah. this gets well, out of hand uh, yeah well you you call it cto enterprises How, how'd you come up with the name in accident, my wife and I were just sitting at the kitchen table when we had to write up uh, what's the name of your entity. We never in- intended to market ourselves as that, but we said Chris and Trevor Olson um, Enterprises, and I must have had a hunch, calling it plural, that maybe we'd have more than one business at some point. I thought I would be an entrepreneurial business buyer, and maybe, I didn't know what the Lord was going to do for us, but it, yeah. it's worked out that way. That's cool. How did you... Um, I'm probably skipping ahead in your story quite a bit, but how did you, did something switch in your brain and you were like, okay, yeah, I want to start a company now? Like, you mentioned stumbling into this. Can you talk about the stumble? Never in my wildest dreams that I thought I'd be a business owner. I worked at... For uh, breather bags. Or for breather bags, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I worked at Panduit, a wonderful company in the south suburbs Uh, for uh, 23 years. I had a great career, met wonderful people, had great bosses. What'd you do there? Uh, Engineering... um, uh, product management, uh, okay. division manager uh, for a while. Learned a lot of stuff. Okay. Uh, and it uh, turns out it was training for this job. I didn't know it at the time, but I was being trained uh, for this yeah, job when, here. When did this start? What year? 
2014. Okay. So I left Panda in 2013. We ran a really good course, and I left there, and I was looking for another job. You know, Panda, I ran a small sliver of a big company, and I wanted to run a bigger portion of a small company was my goal. And I interviewed for different jobs and uh, didn't find anything I liked. More importantly to the story, uh, nobody liked me. I wasn't getting any job <laughs> offers. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I applied for jobs. I thought, man, I can do this job. Right. I'm here. I'm your savior. And nobody thought that of me. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's very humbling yeah. to be looking for work. That was probably yeah, part, of, down and, yeah. part of the process. Yeah. And so for six months, I remember looking for a job kind of half-heartedly. And there was a recruiter that was helping me. And he knew that I was looking for more of a small business to kind of run it. And he said, well, why don't you start your own business? And I... Said, and you had kidding? never thought about that before? Never, I never, huh. never had thought, never aspired to it. And I said, are you kidding me? I don't know the first thing about starting my own business. But the very next morning, I got on a computer. Instead of looking for a job, I Googled businesses for sale in Illinois. And uh, That's crazy. I found this really cool little company, manufacturing company in Mokina, three and a half miles from my house. Yeah. And uh, they were just the right size. Where I, if they were any bigger, I couldn't afford it. If they were any smaller, it wouldn't have worked. Sure. And the two previous owners... Uh, started the business 35 years ago, and they just happened to have it on the market in the year I was looking. If they put it on the market in 34 years instead of 35, would have been gone, or 36 years, would have been gone. And so I was like, man, this business was just being prepared for me That's right amazing, at the man. time That's that I, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. looking. So, yeah, it just has always felt like a real gift. So. All right, so what's the best part of owning your own company? I think... Uh, <laughs> best part? Providing meaningful work for myself and yep. others. Yep. I think we're all wired to work, to have meaningful work. And you saw the shop out there. It's kind of a nice environment. There's teamwork yeah. involved and team building and helping each other out. And you get to make things with your hands and see the results, the fruits of your labor. Yeah. And it gets shipped out and you got happy customers. And we love our rest and retreat and vacations, but uh, I think we're wired to work. Yeah, you like and to work. Describe the pressure. Describe the difference in pressure from working at Panduit you know, and not owning the business, and now all of a sudden owning it, and now you have all these people who you have to pay. Can you d- describe what that feeling is? People told me, tell me, like, it must be great to own your own business. I'm not having a boss. And like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. It. Panda, I, you have one boss to please. Yeah. But here I feel like I have dozens. Like every employee I kind of have to make sure is okay, and every customer we got to make sure we're sure. taking care of, and every supplier we got to make sure we're paying the bills. So I got a lot more bosses now than I ever did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, but, what, is, what is that like? Like, how do you manage that? Um, um, well, we kind of use our mission statement, treat others as we like to be treated. Mm-hmm. And I always figured if we can just do that, regardless of our business strategy, I think we'll be okay. And so far, we've used that to make decisions. Yeah. If something's going wrong, well, how would we like to be treated if she was on the other foot? And we, we do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so far, it's been pretty good. Yeah, It's man. worked out for us so far. You, when, when you and I were hanging out recently, uh, one of the things that stuck out to me was your was your um, your your routines. And as a company, as a leader of your company, you've you've created some routines in your company. What what are some of the routines that you have that have actually like brought life to the way you've led your company? Naked Fridays. Yeah. Are we allowed to talk about that? Well, we can't. We just can't talk about the magic happening in the boardroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, not that part. <laughs> Routines around. That's not Whoa. a routine one. Sorry, Chad's face is really red right now. Sorry, Chad. Awesome. Sorry. Yeah. Routine. So I guess uh, as I get older, again, I pandered. I used to be a real numbers guy, okay. which I still am kind of a numbers guy. I like that. But I'm finding it's more relational. And so I really like to be around 
when the shop closes, actually we close at three thirty. Usually I'm out there saying goodbye to okay to everybody. Yeah. When I'm here, I I enjoy doing that, um, and then uh, spending time with people. Um, there's not a big office here. There's four or five of us in the office, but I schedule a monthly one-on-one meeting. And then we talk like almost every day. But I want to make sure we're not missing anything as the the hassles of the day get by us. I want to make sure yeah. I sit down with each person for an hour privately, you know, and say, "Hey, how's it going? How really is it going?" In case we yeah. didn't didn't catch anything like that through the you know the business of the day. We don't catch it every month, but I just want to make sure things are on the calendar. Make sure everyone is. Uh, in a good place. Yeah, that's and good. Sometimes you sure can that... take it for granted, but right. uh, I want to make sure we don't take it for granted. True. Yeah, it's probably good for just staff morale overall that they know that you're going to be intentional with them. It probably bo- boosts trust is what I'm saying. So like at first the they're like, yeah. why did we schedule this meeting? Why, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> why are we meeting? I love yeah, that question. But, <laughs> yeah, but over yeah. time, I mean, you're making deposits. And and it's like, what's your agenda? What do you want to talk about? I'm like, I don't have anything to talk about. I just right. want to see what, what's on your mind. I mean, we've all worked for people who wouldn't do that. Like, it's all just business, right? True. Um, I think it's cool you uh, do just that. Just to it's check good. in, and it's actually my agenda yeah. is, how's it going? What's yeah. going well? How'd you do last month? What's bugging you? And how can I help? Yeah. It's kind of the general topics. That's great, man. It's great. So I, I cannot believe I'm about to say this because <clears throat> it's almost the end of October, but uh, Christmas is coming. Yeah, it's getting close. Can, huh? can you believe that? I, I, I cannot. I, <laughs> this, this I year, haven't really thought this, about it yet. This year is just kind of a blur. This is 2020, this man. Is 2020, okay. yeah, yeah, so yeah. the only reason yeah. I bring that up is because I guess I'm wondering, like, what, what does CTO Enterprises do over Christmas? Like, what's Christmas um, like around here? We love it. Yeah, we um, we have two traditions. We have a Friendsgiving okay. um, around Thanksgiving time at, at work. We have kind of a potluck, and we cook a turkey right here in this oven. Yeah, um, yeah. There, there is an oven. There is a purpose yeah. for the oven. And, uh, so <laughs> it's we have only a little... here for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes. We use it two or three what times. What time here. of year? <laughs> so yeah. we have a, a Friendsgiving feast uh, okay. with our friends at work. Yeah. As our coworkers, we spend a lot of time together, sure. so we want to enjoy a feast together. Sure. And then the year end, the last work day of the year, this year is going to be Friday, December 31st. We shut down at noon, and we go to a Rillo's Pizza. And we take everybody over for lunch, and not just employees, but any other family members that can, awesome. can make it. Spouses, kids, uh, parents, uh, you know, close others. That's cool. We've had 50 or 60 people over there, I think, last year. We had almost 50 people, a company of 15 people. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And so we we try to foster the team building. At Thanksgiving, uh, the Friday before Thanksgiving, I love – we go to a Jewel, and I pick up – 17 frozen turkeys and we hand them out <laughs> to uh, every employee and we make everybody That's take a, a take a turkey even if you they make say them take a turkey yeah take some of them this say, turkey yeah, yeah, some yeah. of them say no i don't need one i have one already and i say no take it if you can't use it then find somebody else to give That's it to beautiful. you i love that i mean yeah, you man. sound you sound like a really good owner and you're involved in your oh i'm really good no, I mean, i'm just kidding well, you know i, I know you're not, not really. gonna say that about yourself but you're involved <laughs> in people's lives and you're relational and um i mean not to make you talk about the bad parts of of who you are. Um, oh, there's but, a lot of. No, I, I know, I know. A lot there too. But, but you stumbled into owning a business. What were some of the What were some mistakes you made, like early on? Do you, do you have a story you could tell, like something just wacky that you did that you're like, man, I cannot believe I even tried that. That you can share in public. In public. Yeah. Um, no one's listening. Probably naivety. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm probably trusting almost to a fault and. The one that uh, we make fun of ourselves the most time, we got kind of scammed one time early on in the first couple of months. Uh, somebody called us from Haiti or something and wanted to buy a product from us. And 
uh, they, we had to figure out how to get it shipped there. And he said, uh, you just prepay the freight and put it on my invoice. <laughs> and we were kind of hungry at the time. Like, we needed this order. Yeah, business. Like, yeah. Okay, fine. I'll prepay the freight. And then guess what? We never got anything else. So that was some money that went out the door. That was a rookie mm. two months into the job mistake. And You get those emails about sending money to the prince of uh, Kenya. I was just never blind. Never send him money. I was blind and hungry. And uh, <laughs> yeah. we can make fun of ourselves for oh, that. Man, sure, it was just sure, a little sure. bit of money, and I hope the guy made good use of it. Sure. Yeah. We've all made mistakes. Yeah. Have no, you, Chad? Never. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, Many speaking of Christmas, can we go back to Christmas? Christmas it's, is good. I, I'm just. Do, do, you, do you even like Christmas? Love it. Yeah, you Christmas love it. is great. Yep. Yeah. What do you remember Christmas as a kid? Of course. Yeah. We. I always loved Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, the youngest of four kids. Okay. So I got three older sisters. Significantly older sisters. No, I'm just kidding. Five to ten years older than me. So okay. by the time I came around, they treated me like their little living Barbie doll. And so. That, <laughs> Like, especially at Christmas time or just around, in general? Yeah, yeah, that was the kind of present time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at this lovely purse. You look nice in this purse. <laughs> My dad worried about that, but well, I turned know, out okay. Yeah, turned out I okay. turned out yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, uh, yeah. Does, a, does a memory stand out to you from, from growing up? It's a great memory. Um, Other most, than your sister dressing you up like Barbie. Yeah. yeah. A very interesting Christmas in college. I played a little basketball in college, and we took a tour to Europe, uh, Moscow, Germany, uh, Paris, and London over Christmas. And That's so we had cool. a, uh, hmm. my sophomore year in college, I was 20 years old, we had Christmas Eve in Germany, in this little town in Germany. I think we went to a church. I don't even remember if we went to the service, but sure. we walked around this cute little town. It was snowing. It was like a beautiful postcard. Where'd you go to school? Uh, a little school in Terre Haute, Indiana, Rose okay. Holman. Okay. And you played yeah. ball. Played a little basketball what, there. What is it like playing over there? I mean, is it is it any different than here? I mean... We were just, do they uh, foul, do they you know, we were like a bit engineering more? kids, you know, right. <laughs> uh, playing basketball. But, and uh, those guys were like grown men. And sure. they had hair all over, and they were much bigger than we were. <laughs> and, yes, they played a lot more physical hair than we did. All over. <laughs> and uh, on that trip, we lost our luggage. And so there was only – we had 12 guys on the team, and our luggage was missing for most of the trip, but only five guys carried on their shoes. And so our basketball coach got <laughs> famous because he had to, like – Substitute guys by shoe size because we only had five pairs That's of shoes. Crazy, man. <laughs> That's amazing. So, that so did you win any games? We won uh, one or two games. Yeah, games. We okay. played the junior high uh, team over there when we beat them, but the, the men's leagues good. were really good. They <laughs> the were good. Men with all the <laughs> <laughs> But that Christmas Eve in Germany, it was this beautiful Christmas Eve evening, and uh, I was, you know, it was a Trip of a lifetime, but I got a little homesick, so I called home on a payphone. Probably this was 1988, yeah. so there were no cell phones. And yeah, yeah. My sisters were home, and my brother-in-laws were home, and uh, mom and dad. And I actually felt a little homesick, mm. and I never really realized it before. But you really to take that for granted, you know, just being yeah. around your family at Christmas time. Even yeah, though I was yeah, yeah. living kind of a dream trip here, yeah. I actually had a moment of homesickness and appreciate what you got when you're home. Yeah, man. Basketball in Moscow. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah, let's it go. Was fun. I'm down. <laughs> let's go. Can we start a team. <laughs> sure. Based on shoe um, size. What, what is the what is the best what's the best Christmas present you've ever gotten? Oh man, that's an easy one for me. Um, my wife grew up with the tradition of watching um, the Ten Commandments, that movie with uh, Charlton Heston. That yeah. was always on television on Palm Sunday for some mm -hmm. reason. That was televised in. So she. Grew up getting used to that, so early in our marriage, we would watch that every time it came out. We'd sit down, hey, we gotta watch he had it. A good, he had a good beard. 
He had a really he good did. beard. He yeah. did. Yeah, and that's yeah, like yeah. a six-hour yeah. movie, so yeah. it was a yeah. big commitment to learn. Maybe not that long, but it was a long movie. Yeah, it's long. Yeah. And watching it was a great movie, and a lot of drama, and I remember we were not exactly... Growing up actively in the church, sure. I would say, you know, we were Christian oriented, but this is this is you. This is okay, me okay, and Chris, okay, actually. Okay. Um, Your wife, yeah. Because I remember asking her while we were watching uh, the Ten Commandments, I was like, "Who came first, Moses or Jesus?" I'm not really sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, and we we had to talk that over a little bit, and we decided yeah. it probably was Moses, but yeah, we we yeah, had to think about sure, it. Yeah. weren't sure, and that yeah, yeah, yeah. that really pointed out to me my biblical illiteracy, mm. and so at that point, I was like, man. Yeah, I've heard there's a lot of good stuff in the Bible. I think that's going to put that on my bucket list. Uh, I want to read the Bible mm-hmm. before I go. And so that Christmas, she bought me a Bible. Wow. Do you still and, have it? That one Bible? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. One. I mean, mm-hmm. we didn't have a Bible in the house. That yeah. was how Were you guys going literally. to church at all? Like, We got married at a church. We, okay. we signed up for church, and we had our two kids baptized. Sure. At, but in that moment, church. you weren't going to church consistently. And, oh, no. Yeah, we were yeah, not, yeah. not really there. I was drifting along. Sure. Um, you know, I wasn't a jerk or anything, but we were not yeah. connected, uh, seeking anything really. I didn't know what I was missing. Huh. So was that but, the spark that kind of ignited your faith a little bit more? Or It had to be, yeah. Huh. There was something latent in me. I didn't pay much attention to it through my high school, college, yeah. 20s. But watching that movie with my wife and realizing I didn't know who came first, Moses or Jesus, I should probably find this out. Yeah. And I spoke it, and she got me a Bible. And at some point, Amazing, I started man. reading it. Yeah. yeah. And that was in my late... 20s probably, and then somewhere through there, I was just reading. I didn't have any plan or anything. I didn't have a bunch of mentors or anything. I, I didn't have a group of people guiding me. And um, but somewhere I started journaling. I don't even know how I found that out, but I heard I must have heard journaling was a good idea. Yeah. And so, uh, what would you journal? Like you talking about prayers or just things that stood well, out see, to you I didn't in the know. Bible? Yeah, that's <laughs> I what didn't I'm know asking. Because so I'm was, not a journaler either. I it ended up being just verses that stuck out to me. It was all I gotcha. yeah, started yeah, yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I. Yeah. I had gone back and seen, what was my first journal? It was in 2007, so I was 39 years old. So it took me probably 10 years from the time she bought me that Bible to write my first journal entry. I don't know what happened in all those 10 years because I wasn't a terribly active churchgoer. I didn't have a network. But the first verse I journaled was in uh, 2 Corinthians, don't lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, inwardly being renewed day by day. Mm, I'm 39 years old. I'm probably... Get feeling older, you know, hair's turning a little bit gray, knees are getting sore, and I like that. Outwardly, you know, I might not be as strong as I used to be, yeah. but inwardly I'm being renewed day by day. And uh, how's it go after that? Um, I don't know. Chad's the Bible guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, uh, oh, it's all these troubles and burdens we yeah, carry around with yeah. us. The Lord calls light and momentary Troubles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we think the world is falling down on us every day, and the Lord calls those for your light and momentary troubles. Yeah. Are earning for you an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And I mm-hmm. thought that was totally awesome. Therefore, um, focus on not on what is unseen, because that's temporary, but on what is seen. No, focus not on what is seen, because that's temporary, but on what is unseen, for that is eternal. And that's the first thing I wrote after 10 years wow. of looking at the Bible. And that one is. Really stuck with me on mm. um, what's really important. Yeah. Stuck with you, man. That thing is like rooted in you. It just, yeah. it just like flowed right out of your head. <laughs> I don't know the chapter and verse, but, but I know it's in there great, somewhere. Man. It's amazing. That's great. How, how has that verse kind of influenced your life since then? I mean, maybe how you run your business or how you parent or how you husband. Is husband a verb? How you, but I think that has to do with horses. That has to do with horses. Anyway, how you, how you do marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
well, you know what I'm asking, right? Like, yeah, how has that influenced you? It just affects everything to know what sure. what do I need to worry about here? What's the most important currency for me here? Is it the huh. money in my pocket? Not necessarily, because that's going to be worthless. Let's focus on what is unseen, because that is really going to be hmm. what has eternal value. And I think that changed the vector of my life from my 20s to, you know, worried about earthly uh, material things to... Uh, sure. And it's like the less I worry about earthly material things, the more good it goes for me, earthly and material. I don't know if that's a quid pro quo, but uh, yeah. the less you worry about it, the more we, you know, focus on the kingdom, uh, all other things will be given to you as you need it. Yeah, it sounds biblical to me. Sounds like it. Yeah, I've heard that somewhere. you focus on the kingdom and all these things that all I've the things you need will be given to you, yeah. right? Yeah, somewhere. yeah, yeah. I, I, I imagine people are listening, and some of them are probably not reading the Bible because when they have tried to read the Bible... Mm. It just doesn't make sense to them. Um, but yet, as I've gotten to know you, reading the Bible continually has really like led you to know God more. So what would you say to someone who's thought about reading the Bible, but pretty much just kind of opts out because they're just, a, they're just, they're just thinking, I'm not going to understand what I read? Um, I think I went through that for 10 years of it. I didn't yeah. understand a darn thing either, but yeah. I just read it. I was just hmm. curious enough. To keep reading, and most you know chapters at a time. I have no idea what's going on here, but what's the yeah. next chapter say? And it just uh, a little bit of a curiosity kept me going, and I got all the way through it to the end, and I start over again. Yeah, wow. I was interested in the beginning, Genesis. So I got some books on uh, you know the creation of account gotcha. and those gotcha, sort of things gotcha. that so interested you were reading me. Alongside reading, I was kind of curious yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. I was curious yeah. about the end also. Sure. And you know, read Revelation. That thing is impossible to yeah, read. It's wacky. Yeah. But there's a series, the Left Behind series, that was very popular. I picked up those books. That's yeah. like the twelve novel series. Sure, and, sure. Um, very entertaining uh, storyline of, of how it could go. I have no idea if it's theologically accurate or not, but it was depends on who you talk to. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know who's right or wrong about that. But it riveted me, and it yeah, gave yeah. me this feeling of, wow, this is how it could go. Yeah. I don't know if it's right or not, yeah. but it, it enthralled it kept me enough. engaged kept in, me in totally. Word, yeah. So yeah. I think that, that series, whether mm-hmm. accurate or not, engaged me enough to keep studying and to go back into it. Yeah. And so I love that, because like, you have curiosity about God or about the Bible, and yet your curiosity does not have seemed to like disappeared. Right. Like you still yeah. seem to have a curiosity about God, right? Yeah, because yeah, you're still reading, and you're the still the more you learn, the more you want to learn. That's it's unbelievable a... that that when you read the Bible, it's not like you read it and you're done and you've you've taken right. it all in. Okay, there's, I did right. that. there's a transformation that happens as you're reading the scripture. Mm-hmm. And you can ask and my wife about this. We watch a movie. I never want to watch it again. And she puts on a movie we've seen before. I'm like, unless oh, I've ten, seen unless this. Unless it's Ten Commandments, and she makes you watch. <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that one we'll watch again. <laughs> not many others. <laughs> Or reading a, a novel of somebody. Yeah, you don't want to do it again. I'm not going to yeah. read another novel, but yeah. this book, uh, it just keeps drawing you back. It's the most incredible book mm, ever. That's awesome. Um, and in, super encouraging uh, yeah. to a lot of people, I think. Um, you, you mentioned, you know, focusing on on the right things. Um, and I, not to dwell on the season that we're living in right now, because I think everybody knows it's tough. Um, to that person who is focusing on those those temporary things and not the... The things that they probably should be focusing on. Can you just can you just give them some advice? I mean, you you've probably struggled with that too oh, from time to time. I mean, yeah, you're talking the way you talk about it, it's like, oh, he's got it all figured out. But I know oh, you my don't. Gosh, no. I know you don't. So like, talk to that person. Man, I've really struggled uh, this year. In fact, it's been yeah. a very difficult year and a wonderful year at the same time. Yeah. So we've had great things happen to us. Yeah. Our son got married. Our daughter graduated from college. Congrats. And uh, yeah, the business is going good. But yet, it's been stressful uh, mm-hmm. all the time, all the stress. And, you know, we couldn't go to church for six months. So that was a sure. bummer. Um, and the political unrest, you know, no matter what side you're on, it's just the yeah. fighting all the time. And uh, 
I kept asking, Lord, what are we going to do about this? And one morning I woke up really concerned about mail-in ballots. I don't know. I don't know why mail-in voting was bugging me one morning, and I really got up uh, agitated. Lord, what are we going to do about mail-in voting? This is really a problem. <laughs> and he just—I <laughs> think he was just staring at me. <laughs> what are we going to do about this? What are we going to do about this? Go back to page one of your journal. <laughs> go back to, <laughs> what are we going to do about yeah. this? And he's like, "That's good, though." Yeah. He was very gentle to me. He's like, "Trevor, do you not think I have this under control? Mm. Why? Yeah. Why are you worried about that?" Yeah. Well, like, oh, darn it. Okay, fine. Well, what do you want me to do? What What should I do? You know, I'm we're feeling like we should do something. And it's silence for a long time. You know, that's frustrating, too. And I want an assignment. I want something to go do. You know, most mm-hmm. of us are active doers and problem solvers. Yeah. And he wasn't telling me anything until one day, I think, what whisp- whispered back is, hey, I've never asked you to do anything other than just be my witness. Mm-hmm. That's all I've ever asked of you. Don't worry about everything else. That's good. So who gets elected? Mail-in voting? COVID lockdown, you know, who's right. in charge, who's doing right. the right thing, who's doing right. the wrong thing. I don't know. All I know is the Lord's my shepherd, and he'll take care of it. That's good, man. So so when you yeah. worry, you 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 let go? I don't know. Well, it takes a while. It's not like yeah. an instant right. thing. you got to work at it. Yeah. But, uh, boy, when you really get convinced the Lord's Jesus has this, and I don't, and mm-hmm. I'll probably screw it up. Mm-hmm. The, the tighter I hold on to stuff, the worse it gets for me. And the looser I hold on to things, the better it gets. I, so I don't know why it works that way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're, we're in the conference room, the room with the oven. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> turkey, turkey the room with turkey We should have had a turkey. No I wish you guys could smell <laughs> it in here. It just smells amazing. We should have picked some uh, bread. But, but I, I love the story of this room because some of the way that God has met you uh, you've kind of taken a step and used that as a way to lead your company, and you guys do some amazing things in this conference room even before the clock has started. So can you tell our listeners, like, what's what's the story of this conference room and how like, – yeah, you know where I'm going with this. Give us the story of the conference room. Well, let me start at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I, you know, as a new business owner, I didn't know many business owners. I didn't grow up in a business-owning family. I mm-hmm. felt like I should probably get to know some business owners. And so there were business owner groups, roundtables, like Vistage and other ones. A lot of them are kind of secular, just about how to have good strategy. And I, I learned a lot of Panda. I didn't feel like I needed more strategy. So I couldn't find the right one. But I got a letter in the mail uh, from a company called C12, and it was a group called Christian Business Owners Building Great Businesses for a Greater Purpose. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, dang, that's the one I need. And so I joined that one instantly. Before I even opened the envelope, I knew that was the one I wanted to join. And the founder of this business is uh, Buck Jacobs, and he's a wonderful guy in his 80s now. And he wrote a couple books. And one of our first assignments was to read one of his books, A Light Shines Bright in Babylon. And so I took it back to the group, and there were four of us guys that we sat around the table, and there was four chapters, and we read four chapters of this book trying to run our business. Like, And I had no idea how to do this. These were other business owners. Um, oh, there's four guys in our business. Sorry. Oh, four guys right in your business. Yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. sat at this yeah. table. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Me and Dave, who you met, my brother-in-law, and yep. two other guys that were working with us. And so I said, I just got this from my new C12 group. We should read this. Yeah. Huh. And so that was our first little book study. And we thought that was really good. We finished in four weeks. And then we like, well, what should we read now? Mm-hmm. And uh, we were going to look up some other you know, self-help books or something like that. And I give Dave the credit. He said, we should read the Bible. Hmm. And so... Uh, I went to the Christian bookstore and bought four Bibles on the company, and I handed them out to the four guys, and we started reading the Bible. Uh, started Genesis huh. one, and yeah, we. I was wondering where you started. Yeah. Genesis one, <laughs> and we've made our way all the way through the Old Testament, through the Gospels, and we this morning we read Acts five and six. That's amazing. But you didn't That's watch the movie Moses beforehand, <laughs> right? 
Wow. We don't have time for it <laughs> at home. It would take a four here. weeks. But, of like, so yeah. you've been reading the Bible in this conference room for like four and a half, five years. For four and a half, five years. Yeah. Yeah. Started with four of us. Now there's like eight or ten of us, and uh, it's really foundational to yeah, what man. we do at work. So I was going to ask, yeah. how has it influenced uh, the business yeah. and yeah. you as a leader and your team? Well, and it kind of uh, set up our whole mission statement to mm-hmm. uh, seek and honor Jesus Christ in everything we do. Mm-hmm. And to treat our employees, customers, and suppliers as we would like to be treated. Right. And like I said, I don't know if we did on the air or not. If we have that strategy, regardless of anything else we do, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. And uh, just learning about uh, selfless uh, living and sure. uh, not being selfish, and uh, you know, learning who our good shepherd really is and the provider of all things, and yeah. it's not about us. Yeah. It's about it's about the good shepherd, and mm-hmm. it really takes a lot yeah. of pressure off. Yeah. Remind you why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. And uh, so we started putting that on our website and on our invoices and on our email signature. And um, I love the story from our marketing manager because she says five years ago when I asked her to start doing this, she's like, oh, my gosh, she's going to bring the company down that we're going to be. To do a Bible study? is that? And to uh, put our mission statement out out there publicly. yeah, yeah. Yeah, she thought it. There was going to be some backlash. She admits that now. I yeah. love that she says that. And quite the contrary, um, we've never had a negative comment. In fact, we get many positive mm-hmm. comments. Wow, I can't believe you wrote that on your invoice and on your email and it's on your website. It's wonderful. That's awesome. And so there's a lot of fear about coming out like that. And I've always been a very quiet Christian, closet Christian up yeah. until these C12 guys. They hang around them and they just wear it very comfortably and confidently on their sleeve. Mm-hmm. And they... That's how I've wanted to live, I realized. I didn't know that until I met these guys. And so then That's we amazing. just started reading the Bible. Was, nobody said it was you're not allowed to do that. Sure. We, so we just started doing it. Yeah, it's like the more you've done these things, the more bold and courageous you've gotten, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even feel bold and courageous yeah. about it. When it just people say that. But no, compared like, to who you were 20 years ago. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 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 I don't okay. recognize myself. That's amazing. <laughs> I asked, When you and I grabbed coffee a couple weeks ago, I asked you, I was like, who's the old Trevor compared like, to the new Trevor, like mm-hmm. this Trevor? And, do you remember what your answer answered? I don't remember what I said. You wouldn't I recognize me. I don't either. I don't remember what he said, but I remember he was, asking the He question. was a better he basketball was, player. <laughs> yeah, I was a little quicker. I could jump higher. <laughs> but I'm smarter now, and I yeah. focus on uh, the unseen instead of the mm-hmm. scene. And, uh, yeah, six years ago, I would have never done this. I would have never carried yeah. a Bible around. Mm-hmm. I would have been shy about it. What, I know uh, there's no reason to be shy. What question do you still have for God? You've been a Christian for a while. Yeah, that curiosity piece. That's yeah. a good question. Yeah. Um. It's always, I, I have this gratitude, yet, um, and, and I know I'm supposed to be content, but then there's like a, a holy discontent. I should be not content about, am I close enough to him? You know, I know a lot mm. about him. That's my big problem. I know a lot about you, Jesus, but do I know you well enough personally hmm. to have a personal relationship with you? And I just want to spend time with you and have you grow and grow on me. Yeah. And... Uh, I've been kind of a voracious studier uh, of late. You know, I would spend my morning time studying, and I, sometimes I hear him say, Trevor, just put the book down. Mm-hmm. You don't have to study right now. Just put the book down and talk to me or listen to me. And I'm trying mm-hmm. to slow down a little bit and learn how to draw closer to him. The Psalm 23 study we're doing at, at Church on the Series is, is wonderful. It's really great yeah. imagery of uh, getting to know the Good Shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah, can mm. we talk about that real quick? Yeah, um, do it. Do yeah, it, if it. You, you can actually find that study. Um, it's by a guy named Matt Chandler. It's yes. great, yeah. He's a pretty well-known speaker, preacher, that kind of guy. You can mm-hmm. find it at Right Now Media. 
And uh, how many weeks is it? We're in through three weeks. Yeah, it's yeah, been phenomenal. It, and there's three more to go. Yeah, about a six-week six study. Week study yeah. It's just a great dive through Psalm 23. Um, it really and if Trevor great. says you should do it, <laughs> yeah, we you really should, should do, do it. it. I'm learning yeah. a lot from it, and yeah. it's helping me a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go check it out. Yeah, man. Well, Trevor, I've really Chad? enjoyed hanging out with you, bro. I'm nervous. Are you? Why are you nervous? How do we do? You did great. <laughs> but but before you leave, I got to put you on the spot. Oh, okay. This, no, I'm really nervous. This is why you should be nervous. <laughs> so so I love the fact that you didn't think you were going to be a business owner, and now you are. And so I guess I'm wondering if you could sell this business and go buy any business you wanted, what would you buy? You know, that's interesting. I never thought I would have this business. So um, I I... I don't think I aspire to any particular business. I would be like, Lord, what do you want me to do? Love it. And I'll do it. See, I love that. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) How's that for honest by answer? Come on. Come on. Thanks, man. Well, thanks for hanging out. It's good talking to you. All right. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate having you here. Yeah, man. We hope you enjoyed our interview with Trevor Olson. Just a couple of quick things before we sign off. Uh, We mentioned Right Now Media as a way for you to study Psalm 23. It's actually like the Netflix of Bible studies. You're going to want to check it out. You can go to parkviewchurch.com slash rightnowmedia and make a free account and you'll have access to all sorts of great material. And then finally, um, head over to parkviewchurch.tv this weekend for a brand new Parkview at Home experience. You do not want to miss it. Thanks again. See you next time.